Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast. A place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Welcome, Reading Aloud community, to our series on pandemic partnerships. In this series, we'll have conversations with 10 different couples and singles from across the country to dive deeper into how relationships are handling this ongoing global pandemic as we close out our second full year of COVID being a thing in our lives. We hope this series helps you in your own relationships and partnerships during this heavy time. Thanks for listening to the Reading Aloud pandemic partnership series. And as always, if you have any questions, or feedback for Marisol and Adam, please connect with us on social media at Reading Aloud Podcast. Or our email, readingaloudlove at gmail.com. Enjoy. Other than. All right. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you all here. We've got calling in from two different locations, which is something that we'll talk about on the podcast. We have Patrick and Ariel. Welcome. Hello. Hey, y'all. Hey, thanks for having us. Just starting with a kind of basic question here. And I actually don't know. I know Marisol knows Patrick, um, but I actually don't know either of you. What do you do in this world? And how are you showing up today into this space? Okay. So I am Ariel Casal. Um, I am, as you introduced, well, I'm Patrick's wife, partner. What do I do in this world? Good Lord, that's a loaded question. So by day, I am a federal probation officer, a supervisor with federal probation um, over the court services unit. I have been doing this for 13 years, but by night, uh, I am a polymer clay earring designer and I do have a small shop that I, and I do markets as well where I sell those. I am also an actress by trade. So if there's any directors out there that like my look (laughs) without the glasses i would like to preface this by saying i did not know i was going to be on video so i'm sorry patrons i look better with mascara anyway and she's a hell of a singer too so don't forget that oh um thank you love so i did i did some plays here locally um i did play gary coleman in avenue q is my favorite my favorite I do it over and over again I'd sing and it's about the puppets um I do enjoy karaoke as well Lizzo Miranda Lambert so I'm just you know if you know if it can be made I'll make it an Ariel of all trades an Ariel of that is ooh. let's patent that yeah let's do it yeah don't, don't cut that don't cut that don't cut that <laughs> yeah so yeah that's about it oh and I'm I'm the mom to um a basset hound who's seven, her name's Hazel, and a shih tzu named Hudson, who is literally sometimes the devil on earth. And I just want to say, as somebody who works in the world of style, I I do want to again say that you look beautiful, even with your glasses on, of course. And I understand that desire to want to show up as your best self. So um, for those who aren't Patreon subscribers yet and want to see, she did actually take her glasses off. So you get to see both. Um, So for all the directors out there, et cetera, this woman's beautiful in in all ways. Also, um, if you're not a Patreon subscriber yet, you should become one now. It's worth worth the look. I am the complete opposite of Ariel, which is probably why our relationship works. So like talking about myself, 
being excited to do those things. I'm just like uh, listening to her. Like when she's doing karaoke, I'm like sitting in the, I'm very proud of her, but I'm also like, I'm not fucking going up on that stage. That's not <laughs> happening. So get your back up off the wall. Damn. Come on. Nah, it's never happening. Never, ever, <laughs> no. ever, ever. I tried once. It was real bad and uh, we'll never do it again. So, and you what know, was the song? That's just, <laughs> it was a Nicki Minaj Eminem song. He loves Eminem. So I thought it would be good because he loves Eminem and I'm obsessed with Nicki Minaj. And so it was Roma's Revenge, which is like kind of a deep cut Nicki song. If you, had, <laughs> if you didn't listen to Peak Friday, you might not know. Is this the thanks that I get for putting you bitches on? So, and he's like Eminem's on the other side. And I was like, well, Patrick, can, he knows this song. It's, it's, and it's Eminem. It's his favorite. This is going to be great. No, epic fail. I think bad is like an understatement, you know? But <laughs> he did. Um, he tried. That'll never happen again. So, anyway, literally opposites in every single way. You know, like Ariel's five feet tall. I'm six foot one. Ariel's black. I'm white. Like everything that could be opposite. She's extroverted. I'm introverted. And um, I think that's a good balancing act in a lot of ways. I've been really trying to work on being able to tell people what I do. Because I think that typically I'm like very concise. I'm like, okay, I help therapists start their private practices. And that's what I would say if you ask me in an elevator. And I'm like, no, that's actually not right because it's so much more than that. I inspire creative, rebellious therapists who want to succeed on their own terms but are held back by doubt and shame. I do that by empowering them to own their weirdness and creativity, channel it in ways that are effective and have fulfilling careers by fully and unapologetically being who they are. And that feels so much better to me, you know, and that took a lot for me to get to be able to like put that into words. It took a lot of bouncing it off of people I really respect and trust who, who are much better creatively in those terms. But I think that feels right. Uh, and I've never been able to name it. What is it about what I do, right? Like it's, yeah, there's logistics of helping people start businesses, but that's not it. It's It's the mindset shift and it's empowering people to believe in themselves and, and truly step into authenticity. And I also own a group psychotherapy practice, which is whatever it is. And uh, got 11 therapists, a psychiatrist right now is one of those days where I wish I didn't have a group psychotherapy practice. And, um, a lot, you know, a lot of people want to burn it all to the ground today and just be like, peace, like I'm selling this shit. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. So I follow Patrick on social media and he just, he talks about you a lot and he talks about, you know, he shares a lot about y'all's life together. And so in addition to the fact that that makes me feel like I know something about you or feel connected to you in some way, I also feel like, and I'm excited to talk about this today. I also think that we have a little bit in common as couples. Now it's our world is vastly different because we just made a baby and he's 10 months old. And so everything's out the window. I feel like I, I don't even know who I am anymore, but I'm so, so I'm super excited to talk about that. But when I'm listening to you all talk, you're everything different, everything opposite, but you're both really passionate about what you do. You're both really convicted in the work that you do. And whether that's your hobbies or your love of your baby pups or the way that you put your intention into, I mean, what you just described, Patrick, I'm like, if, if people out there don't have chills, then they weren't listening because it's so cool what you do. And, you know, I can really appreciate creating a business that is heart centered and lifting up the most 
curious, interesting, unique parts of people and their personalities and really helping them live their own individual, authentic purpose in this world. So both of you all are passionate. So that's the one thing I noticed that you have in common. And I think you both love each other. So that's it. That's another commonality. I'm assuming you like the pups too, Patrick. I like the pups. I love them, but I've been down at my dad's house for almost a month and it's a 900 square foot house with two dogs and my dad is highly anxious and our shih tzu doesn't stop barking ever so it's been very testing but i can't be in that house anymore i love them i don't need to see them for about six months of my life going forward got it got it i i knew you had the dogs with you but i didn't realize they that obviously means they're not with your wife. So let's talk about this. Y'all are not together right now. This is just temporary. You're not living in the same home together right now, just temporary for some renovations, et cetera. Um, It's hard to work from home when your house is under construction. I'm curious how you've spent the last two years as far as togetherness. When it started, we were planning to actually go to Japan for my birthday. And it had actually been in the works for a really long time. And Patrick in his, you know, all-knowing ways and just kind of the way his brain works, he had started watching or seeing all these things uh, about COVID happening. And so he kind of started mentally preparing. I'm actually not at all that person. He does all that for me. Um, I know I can rely on him to watch the news and all that stuff and doomsday prep. Uh, for the entire family, if you want to call it that. So it really threw a wrench in a lot of our travel. I mean, the first just being the trip to Japan, I can't even remember. There were several other trips that got canceled that year too, which I've kind of, yeah, I'm a purger in my brain. My brain purges things. And so I can't remember what the other countries were. We booked that trip to Japan in July for Asheville to Tokyo for $300. Super pumped. Like we're going to go to Japan for Ariel's 35th birthday or 38. I don't even know how old anymore. The pandemic and time don't exist to me. So, you know, we're going to go to Japan and that doesn't happen. And we also had Vietnam and New Zealand planned and all of these are bucket list trips. And I think there's so much grief in that. Like, I know it's very privileged to say like, we have all these trips planned. We get to go to all these cool places, but you are, you're building up excitement and expectation. And then all of a sudden you're like, cancel, 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 like flight credit, flight credit, flight credit. And that was really stressful because I think travel for both of us is really a way that we really connect outside of the house when you're kind of going through the motions, going to work, you know, you're tired, whatever. And Travel is that escape from, we just get to go see new things, eat new food, experience different culture together. And that sucked. I mean, and it has sucked for everybody, but that was very, very challenging. Yeah, that right there is probably an impact that so many people can identify with through the pandemic of saying, there's this whole aspect of our lives via travel with you that was completely taken away. So My kind of follow up to that is, did you have to find ways? I mean, you're in separate places right now. Did you have to find ways to cope with that? There's this whole aspect of our lives in which we connect on. And we can't do that for, you know, things have opened and closed in various ways throughout the past couple of years. But, you know, you really haven't been able to do that as much over the past, what, two and a half years now or something, almost three. Just, it's just like, it's like two today. Two today. It's like literally oh, two right, today. Right, yeah. But, but uh, it feels like it, three. It yeah, feels like five. Like it Patrick feels like 10. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, in what ways did you kind of 
did you have to cope with that or was it just kind of a slog and a struggle through it? I mean, I think that we did have to cope with it by kind of just doing things that we could in the house. You know, we discovered different shows that we never would have had time to actually pick up on. I think part of it was taken care of by adopting Hudson. Uh, Love him, but yes, he was a part of it. You know, um, a huge distraction from the fact that we couldn't really do anything. We took a lot of walks together, which we didn't normally get to do. We focused on a lot of home improvement too. So there were different things that kind of we wouldn't have had the chance to do if we hadn't been trapped in our home, basically. <laughs> so that was good. What do you, what do you, you have anything to add? Yeah, I, I think that it really boosted our creativity in a lot of ways too, because Ariel started her clay earring business. I started my coaching business. I started everything from my office in that. And we were just really supporting each other with like, Hey, this situation sucks. Like, her birthday was a virtual Zoom birthday, you know, and I surprised her and had like a bunch of family members and friends pop in and out of it. And Ariel's a, a bad crier when she gets emotional like that. Like you I'm like need, the person you who don't, I, that part did not <laughs> need to be a part of this. I'm not going to cry right now. Don't cut it because it's real. Cut it. And wait, 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 wait. What's a bad crier? What's it like? It's just like, you know, it's awful. It's just like like a scream cry situation, like a yeah. sob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sobbing, and it's out of like sure, like sheer emotion and like happiness, and just like I think this, like oh my god, this is so overwhelming. Because I, I I throw surprise parties for her all the time, and I always joke with her mom. I'm like, we're gonna see this reaction. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. but ultimately. I think it led to so much creativity and support for one another because we were like, this sucks. Like, we've got to have each other's back through this. And Ariel's always been my biggest cheerleader. Like, when I want to stop doing something or I don't think something's going to work, she's like, no, screw that. Like, you're going to do this. You've done it before. You're going to be successful. And that that really, really, really helps me because I can get into that mindset very quickly. You know, we we did go on trips throughout the pandemic and we still have. I mean... It just hasn't been the type of travel we wanted to do. So we had to make set, make peace with like, let's go drive to Charleston. Let's go drive to Washington, D.C. and take the dogs. Like we did go to Costa Rica for my 35th and we almost got trapped there. And that really fucking sucked. Um, we tested positive the night before my 35th birthday and it ended up being false positives from the take home test that is now recalled. So that was pretty scary, you know, and we processed that type of stuff very differently. Like Ariel went into deep, dark depression, I can't get out of bed. And I went into like hyper planning, like, I've got to figure out the dogs, I've got to figure out work, I've got to figure out her medicine that she's on, like, all of these things. And I'm just saying, like, we would not get through life without having such different strengths and ways of kind of managing stress. I think it, I think it's really useful in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that a big part of it is, even though it's easy, like it's easy for me to go into into this turtle show when I'm stressed about stuff like this, because I know he's going to handle it. If I had been there by myself, then I would have had to, you know, obviously become Patrick. I'd have to take Patrick within me and become Patrick and handle the situation. Harness the Patrick inside of you. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I cocooned, like I was like, 
oh my God, what are we going to do? We're in this country. And Patrick is just, he had found a pharmacist to get my medicine. We had a friend that was willing to fly with the medicine. All this stuff was happening around me. And all I could do was curl up and watch RuPaul's Drag Race and like not scream every five minutes, basically. So yeah, he's absolutely right. Like he, we drive each other crazy. Don't get me wrong. We do because of our differences, but in the end, because of our differences, that's why we work. And I think, you know, we've been this year, it'll be eight years together. Woo, Lord. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become a part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that will support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. <laughs> There's been some trial and error in figuring out what the other person needs um, when it comes to that support. And that's fine. You know, we're just working through it. But I do. I appreciate Patrick's different side because I know that there's sides of me that are like, I could not do that. I don't want to do it. And I ain't going to do it. And you can't make me. And but he will handle it. Like, again, back to the beginning of the pandemic, he had already started finding toilet paper and like soap and hand sanitizer. Like before anybody else was panicking, Patrick was already doing it. And I was just looking at him like, what is going on? Why do we need all this toilet paper and paper towels and sanitizer? And he's, we wouldn't have had toilet paper if it weren't for Patrick's planning side. So I, I appreciate you. I know that I made fun of you when it was all going on and I will make fun of you to the death of us, but. I hope, I hope that that's like the official first apology. Cause that was, cause I'm so glad that we have that on, on recording. That's pretty I special. Told you that. You definitely did not tell me that. You said, like, what are you doing? This isn't going to be a big deal, like most of the world. I have been paying attention to what's happening in Asia because we're going to Asia and this is not going to happen. And even my friends who are PAs were like, dude, you are blowing this out of proportion. Like, you don't need all of this stuff. And I was like, yes, we are going to, this is going to happen. Like, I promise you. And here we are two years later. I recall. Doing as you asked, though, I went and got and bought whatever you told me to do. I did it. Sweet. This is this is the give and take, because even though I thought he was insane at that moment, I still did what he told me to do. Like I did it because I mean, I know I know he has good intentions. I know that he's doing things for a reason. And yeah, yeah, maybe it'll turn out terrible. Maybe it won't. But I'll do it because he asked me to do it. 
you know, that I think this happened for a lot of people, but the redirection of focus created new pathways. So the creativity. So it's just amazing to me to think about it. I mean, you know, both Patrick and I, but also you, Ariel, you know, and actually Adam, like we all work with people in different capacities and we think about what motivates them and thinking about how amazing it is that so many of us, especially in the beginning before the real fatigue set in, if the anxiety didn't completely overtake us, turned towards creativity and we're looking for different solutions. And so, you know, the whole world got small, so small that it was just in most of our homes or for some people home to work. And all of a sudden we narrowed out all of that extraneous, like the world was no longer our oyster. And so then what do we do? We channel a lot of that energy into specific things. And, you know, for both of you, it was into hobbies, then as a couple into supporting each other in your businesses, and then as a couple into adopting Hudson, which sounds like it was, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of love there. Um, But I'm curious, you had to find new ways of connection. And I can really understand that because Adam and I have similar, like I'm hearing lots of similarities in what you all are sharing. We traveled for experience and connection and to settle into new places and to do things together and create men make memories together. And so what we did is we did not adopt a dog. We had a baby. We paid someone to help us have a baby. We So we were pretty committed to it. And, you know, at this point in the pandemic, things are so different for us. And I'm curious how that evolution has been over the course of the two years. I think that our relationship is very non-traditional. It's a lot of separate, but togetherness. We both have very different hobbies. We both really encourage each other to do the things that we love to do. I play a lot of soccer. I, you know, I travel a lot alone. I don't think that would work without the understanding of how important certain things are to one another. I've taken a lot of trips over the last two years by myself because Ariel's PTO situation is just not the same as being an entrepreneur and and having the freedom, which sucks, but I need it for my mental health. And I know she knows that. And I know that that has been hard at times, but that to me is so unbelievably important and feels so unbelievably supportive. And I think that really feels like being seen in a lot of ways. I know this is hard for me to leave for 10 to 14 days at a time sometimes or whatever the case may be, but the ability to do so is really about trust in the relationship and also understanding what we need to take care of ourselves. And I think so often we like, we think the other way around, you know, it's like the more we can do on our own and the more we can trust that we both have each other's best interests in mind, the closer we become. Absolutely. I mean, and he, again, he went on a couple of trips by himself, but, you know, luckily there were places I did not want to go to and he does not want to return to. So name one of those. Oh God, Iceland. Jesus, take the wheel. I don't want to go to Iceland. I'll be here with bigs and littles as we call them. You know, I know that's important to him. And if he can go and, and have a good time, you know, by himself and enjoy, you know, his trip, then he should absolutely go because my, I mean, again, I don't have the PTO to do that. I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't make my own time. I have to build it up. And then we make plans together to go on a big trip. And that's what I appreciate. I like to, I like to focus in on one thing, one trip at a time. Patrick wants to plan the entire year. And, and also at the same time, him going on these trips, I mean, it's good. It's good for both of us because not only will he go insane, he will drive me insane if mm-hmm. he does not get to go 
and you know explore and do things that he needs to do outside of the house so it's also it also strengthens our relationship in that way too you know i was actually listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about it was a like a business podcast and they were talking about how successful businesses often have two people at the top one being a visionary and one being an implementer and how those people playing off each other and kind of what a visionary does and what an implementer does And what's really clear to me is that you all's relationship flourishes because you know who you are and you know your roles within the relationship. And that builds trust. And that also allows for some fluidity of those roles at certain times when necessary. But at the core and at the foundation, there's clarity of roles that is stemming also from a real deep understanding of self. Just to reflect, I I think it's beautiful. And I think that that's something that, in my opinion, not enough couples actually pay close enough attention to. Right. And that makes me want to ask a question. It's like, how much do you feel like you knew yourself before you met each other? And of course, that's also hard to know, because when you meet somebody, especially your person or the person you want to spend, spend your time with, you grow a lot at that point. I'll just reflect that for Adam and I, Similarly, a lot has changed in the past two years and there, I can think of it as seasons of my life. There's like baby me, like little kid me. Then there was teenager me. Then there was my twenties. And then I met Adam when I turned 30. And then this pandemic has actually created yet another season of my growth. And and so I'm just curious because, you know, one of the things that I'm noticing is that people are either really getting clear about who they are and their purpose in a relationship, or they're realizing that they want to be somebody else or with somebody else or somewhere else altogether. And, you know, I had a gambling addiction until, you know, I moved to Asheville in 2011 from upstate New York and I was running for my life. I had, uh, a fiance that I dated all throughout college. We broke up. I was gambling nonstop. It was literally just destroying me and my life. I mean, it was, I never saw a way out of that. And I moved to Asheville in 2011, very impulsively. And it was kind of like, I'll go there, figure shit out for a year and then I'll come back. And I stopped gambling in 2012. And then you start to see the pieces fall into place and you start working on yourself and and figuring some of that stuff out. And I got my master's in 2015. And, um, Ariel's been with me since 2014. So throughout that journey, and I never gambled when I was with Ariel, so she doesn't know that side of me at all. And I don't think that we would be married if I was still doing that. I just don't think I could maintain a relationship with her or with anybody. To be honest with you, I might be dead. You know, I've always been a believer of doing self-work and I don't think you should be a therapist if you don't. But I got diagnosed with autism a couple of months ago and I was it was very painful for me because it was normalizing and like kind of validating in some ways. But at the same time, it was like, man, I wish I knew this earlier in my life because it would have made life so much easier in a lot of ways, too. And I told her about the diagnosis and she was like, yeah, I kind of figured that like that's who you are, right? Like it doesn't matter what you call it. That's just how you move through the world. And I get so fixated on the other side of it, right? Of like, yeah, but now I have to figure all this shit out and I need to learn and I need to tell you about it. For me, it was like, yeah, you just have a name for it now. Like we can't, you're not, I mean, there's no. Doesn't change anything. I've been, I've been, I've been loving you the way you are all this time. Yeah. 
It just has a name, but I know that it was important for him to name it. He's like, I need to know everything about it. I need to know how to, how to help, how to fix it. You need to understand it. And I was like, I have understood it for seven years. Like I, it just now has a name. Like that's it. Like So it didn't have that same impact. Like, oh, this helps me to better understand him because you you already had worked within your like you had already learned to live and love with love him the way that he was. Right. Like before Patrick comes to a conclusion or an answer to something, I already know why he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't know, but because I've been with him living on the outside of it this entire time, I watch him through every day in anything that he's dealing with. And my brain has already figured out, okay, I know what's going on with him. I know what else on the outside is bothering him that's making him react this way. And now I have to wait for him to meet me where I'm at. So for me, I, I get I get that it's a big deal. I do. But for me, it was just like, I, I know, I know you. Like I know you. I know what's going on. We're it's gonna be fine. We're gonna work through it. What are uh, some of the what are some of the things you feel like you learned about yourself? Um, for me, I mean, I always have been a uh I've always been a fixer, a person that is the leader and takes takes command of whatever's going on and to fix it and make it right and just kind of help when needed and try to help somebody out of the situation before they can even figure out what's going on with them. So for me, entering into this marriage and meeting Patrick, I could see all the stuff that was going on. I was just trying to put the pieces together and how can I, how can I help him? How can I benefit? How can I um, just be there for him when he needs help and when he's ready to talk about it and deal with it? Um, but on the same side, I slowly realized, or I guess I should say, as he's grown, I've grown in the sense of I know that I can let those parts of me go and he'll take care of things as well. He'll take care of me. So that's the biggest thing in our relationship. And he knows that, that I never felt like I was secure. Like security is huge for me, um, whether it be money, a place to live, a job relationships that is huge for me so once he got to the point to where he could be that part for me was when I knew that he was my person mm -hmm. thank you Neo yeah Hey, hey, we hope you're enjoying this episode of the Reading Aloud podcast. If you're interested in learning more or inquiring about working directly with Marisol's fashion therapy or Adam's modern man training, you can totally do that. You can find Marisol at soulreflection.com. That's S-O-L reflection.com or follow her on social media at Soul Reflection. You can email Adam directly at adam at modern-man.org. We hope to hear from you. Now let's get back to today's conversation. I really appreciate you sharing that. And thank you. Thank you both for your openness. It's been the way that you show up for each other and that you showed up for us today and that you, and the way that you love each other. It's really special to witness and that you shared that with us and with our listeners. First of all, I just want to know one show that you deep dived into that you weren't expecting to. And then the question that, that we've been asking folks is like, what's one weird COVID habit that you've picked up? For example, 
Adam always mentions that, I mean, he, he wasn't like a big hygiene person. Is that fair? Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. Like, you know, like I come in from being, I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. I come in from being out in the world and I always wash my hands just to kind of freshen and start the day back at my house. That was something I was always doing before. And now he's like a hand sanitizer, like a, like as a, as a verb. Yeah. I mean, there's some in the car and like, it's just, it's a habit that I've picked up. Oh, oh my. Hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, did it, do you know of a habit that I picked up? Am I worse about something or better? When we met, all she did was watch trash TV. And I think that you have really like thrown yourself into doing things like, um, whether it be hip hop mm-hmm. dance or creating earrings or like book clubs that you have with your friends, like you've done, I think that you've stepped outside of your comfort zone in that regard. And, and the acting classes too. You're right. I wasn't doing that before the pandemic. I found one that was, it was online at the time. Um, and I've always like really been into acting, but again, like I said, the, the security piece wasn't there for me. So, um, I didn't feel comfortable following that path. Um, and so Patrick has been very supportive in helping me find ways to be, um, creative in that way. So yeah, that's so that's so different than most people. Most people went the other direction, more trash TV and like a little bit less motivation because they were so overwhelmed. So that's interesting. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't let it come. She still watches it. It's just not like it's not all day, every day. I think we need to have what trash TV. Yeah, trash TV night, but a separate podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Ariel could talk about that for fucking days and. All of her friends say you should start a YouTube channel or a TikTok and you should just have like reactions to this yeah. shitty TV. And I'd watch um, that. I, I think she should. For me, a habit that I picked up from Ariel is I never cared about like going out, doing things, coming back home, laying in the bed. And she's like, you need to take your outside clothes off yes. and put inside clothes on. And I'm like, what, it's what the you hell does that even mean? Like, what is this? public anything, that butt does not go on my couch <laughs> that I'm not going to replace. You know, like, how do you even clean a couch? That is and nasty. Also, that is no nasty. way you're in the bed. And I hate jackets. I hate jackets. I hate jackets because I'm a summer girl anyways, but I hate them because they are covered in like you rubbed up on the side of a door and then it's just germs. I mean, I have no idea how y'all like function. Well, okay. Like, so I get it. It, it makes sense to me. In jackets, ways, are, like, jackets are, jackets you, look, they're, stinky. if you look at them, they're filthy and stinky. They're like covered in brown. Where's the brown from? Who knows? Who knows where it's from? But Patrick, <laughs> the weird thing about Patrick is that he is super like hygienic when it comes to showers. He takes several showers throughout the day and things of that nature. But he wants to lay on the bed with his outside clothes on. And he chooses dogs that shed. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. Those two things do not correlate. Like none of that makes sense. So the outside clothes thing, um, I also, he's kind of starting to understand that he needs inside shoes to walk around. Yeah, we don't do shoes either. Yeah, we, we, I, I, we fix that. He is, I mean, it's just certain little things that he, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's done better. He's, he's changed. Um, all right. One TV show, one TV show. Oh God, what have we watched? We've watched so much. You said you you watch things you wouldn't normally have gotten into. It doesn't have to be profound. I'm just curious. I'm thinking about shows that we like, like really got into over COVID. 
And the first one, she introduced me to New Girl. She introduced me to Game of Thrones, which I have watched endlessly about eight times. You know, she's introduced me to a lot of those things that usually I would have been like pretty turned off by. And those are really different genres. New Girl and Game of Thrones. You're like, I would totally be turned off. And now I'm like, I don't think I know anything about you. New Girl is so good for the pandemic (laughs) because it's mindless sweetness. Mm. It's fun. It's Mm. easy. Mm. That was like, that's good candy for the pandemic. Well, and he got me into he got me into Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I'm obsessed with now. Like I just play that in the background. I listen to their podcast now. Uh, what's the uh, oh Brooklyn Nine Nine? We what we rewatch that over and over again. There's a lot, lot like get it. You're talking about like these big, long, epic series that just never would have had time. He mm-hmm. never watched Dexter before. Oh, and so he watched Dexter. He wanted me to rewatch it. I was like, no, but I kind of watched it. Like if we were going to bed, then we'd watch it and I would read, but I would also be listening to what's happening. But yeah, he had never watched Dexter. And I was like, well, the new one's coming out. You should. So that's recent. All right, y'all. This has been such a pleasure. We really thank you all for coming on. And when are you getting back together? When, like, would you say 15 weeks? No, that's crazy. No, no, no. Uh, Sunday, she flies back down Saturday and then we're going to drive back to Asheville on Sunday. Oh, the days. Okay. We're just talking days. Okay, cool. Well, I hope you make it the next few days apart and I hope the dogs are okay and wish you many blessings. It's really great to get to know you, Ariel, and it's great to see you, Patrick. But if somebody wants to find your earrings, come on. Yes. If you're selling them at the markets, then you can sell them to our people. I definitely want to see them. And then Patrick, if you just give us a quick, like where to find you. I'm just shaking my head because she made the name of her earring website way too complicated for people to Hold write down on. or understand. I mean, so I agree with what he's saying. It is a little complicated, but it's all my nieces and nephews names combined. So I created. Oh, gosh. You're going to have to put it in the show notes. I know the show notes. Say it. Thing. Can you say it? It's Livos Kinde is the name. Yeah. And that's on Instagram. And if you type it in, there is no other Livos Kinde. So, you know, it's me. <laughs> First of all, um, and I do do markets throughout. So L-I-V-A-U-S-K-E-N-D-A-I. If you type that in, it'll pop up. I'm following you now. It's beautiful. All right, Patrick. Yep. So if you want to find more of my stuff for retreats, uh, entrepreneurial coaching, any of that, allthingspractice.com and the All Things Private Practice podcast. Yes. That's awesome. Sorry, I was deep in this Instagram. Yes, but that is, and Patrick's really amazing. And I was featured on his podcast recently. So there's lots of ways to listen. Um, You can go listen. Do we know, do you know the title of that episode yet? In case somebody wants to find it? No. And yeah, no, I don't, but I will, I will let you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. No big deal. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for your time and blessings you all. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.